0: This is part two of our love story. If you listened to last week, um, my husband Simeon joined me and we just, we laughed and reminisced going back over how we fell in love and kind of our ideas of dating, things that, you know, God had put in our hearts as we were looking for a spouse. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. We are going to pick up this episode with... Um, Kind of leading up to engagement and marriage, honeymoon, and just kind of where God has brought us up to this point. But I have Simeon back on the podcast with me. Good to be with you. He is awesome. He is the the behind-the-scenes guy for this podcast. Let me just go ahead and take this opportunity to say I could not do this without him. Not true. I might be the voice of this. He is most definitely the brains of this. So... Together we make quite a great team. But we are going to pick up where we left off. So last time we got up to 2012. So we dated, um, we had to distance date, I guess, is that what you call it?
1: Yeah, yeah long, long distance, distance relationship. long
0: distance yeah. relationship. For about nine months, because my dad's job transferred to Delaware, I went with them for nine months. So that was interesting. That added a whole different perspective to our relationship, but I think it was good for us. We kind of, um,
1: I begged you not to go.
0: (laughs) Oh, he did. He did. Um, but he wouldn't marry me to let me stay. So, you know, (laughs) you go where rent is free. Um, but no, God, God had a purpose in every step of our story and God really used that to work in our hearts, um, just in different ways. But I moved back, I guess it would be August of 2013. Yeah, August of 2013. I moved back. I'm to finish my last semester of college, and I had been at Simeon about proposing to me. At this point, we knew we were getting married. I mean, he basically asked me to elope with him just about every day. And <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been easier
1: and cheaper. It
0: would have, but you know, if you've listened to the past <laughs> two episodes, you know that I would do nothing other than have the big white dress and the beautiful wedding.
1: I'm quite a bit more practical than that.
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I had told him I really want to be engaged for a year. I think that's a good amount of time to plan. So I, you know, the pressure was on, kind of getting antsy about getting that ring, and it was one of those things where every time we were together, I was kind of like, "Is this it? Is this the moment?" Well, you
1: got to understand something about Brittany too; is she's a planner aficionado, so everything in life is planned to the nines, and this is something that every she perfect could not moment. Plan.
0: He'd take me like on a dinner, and I'd be like, "Oh, they have a candle lit. This would be the perfect moment." <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I was just on the edge of my seat. So, he invited me to go on a trip with him and his parents right before school started. His family is from Indiana. His grandparents had passed away, and they left him this grandfather clock that really was just a miracle that... That heirloom made its way to Simeon, but it had very special memories and connections with him. So he was thrilled to be able to have this clock, and he wanted to show me the property there. Um, his grandfather had built all these lakes, and the lake it was it was just gorgeous, beautiful area. Um, so packed my bags and we set off with his parents for a couple day trip to Indiana to pick up this clock. I had no clue what was to come. Like. Not even on my radar. Normally, my nails would have been painted. I would have, like, packed all the cute outfits. Like, (laughs) no. We were just going to pick up this clock, and we were going to fish, and that's it. Get the clock and fish for, like, days. Well, I bragged up fishing
1: a lot because I knew that wasn't exactly (laughs) four wheelers. I
0: guess we were going to ride four-wheelers, too. Yeah. So, anyway, we get to the property, um, and I guess that evening that we got there, Simeon... What, what did you say? You were just like, let's get up the next morning and we're going to meet.
1: Well, I just kind of said we wanted to read our together and do some devotional type things. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we yeah. did end up doing that. But. And he did. Okay, so he told me to dress cute that after that we were going to take some pictures on the property. Which, oh my goodness, like major red flags should have been waving because...
1: Because I, love I don't my, do pictures. Yeah, I love <laughs> my
0: man, but he is not a picture guy. And... He knows that I am. I, I love pictures, so that should have been like a major. Okay, something's going on, but nope, still not on my radar.
1: I think I think I'd spent so much time bragging up fishing.
0: Yeah, I thought this was like a man's trip with the girlfriend tag along. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: maybe in your mind it was kind of like a, oh, he's doing these pictures to make up for the fact yeah, that I he's going like, to go fishing all day. What dress
0: can I wear <laughs> that can get fish on it? So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he stayed in his grandparents' house with his dad. I was at his uncle and aunt's house with his mom. His mom and I stayed up late into the night. She knew what was happening the next day, but she did a masterful job of hiding it. We stayed up late into the night talking. I got up that morning. I mean, I got ready, but not like how I would have gotten ready had I known. (laughs) Um, Sim came and got me, and we walked down to the most beautiful spot. And oh my goodness, weeping willows will forever have a spot in my heart right beside the main lake that his grandfather built was this gorgeous weeping willow tree. And it has this huge flat rock that is like made to be a bench. And so we sit down and we just kind of read our Bibles together that morning, just kind of did a little devotional. And then something else started happening and I was kind of like, oh, wow, Out of the million ways that I thought this might happen, I wasn't expecting this. I am actually surprised.
1: So we, um, I had, I had obviously had everything planned out pretty well in advance. Um, when my grandmother passed away, she had basically the way they did everything is they kind of auctioned, um, not really auctioned her stuff as far as buying, but they kind of did a drawing, um, for different siblings and the siblings would pick what they wanted, uh, from the house and that kind of thing. So she they left certain things to certain people, but then everything else they kind of drawed out. And so the clock was one of those things. Well, I happened to get it. It was the only thing I wanted, and I happened to get it. And um, Well, technically, I guess my dad happened to get it, and he gave it to me. But when I found out that I was getting it, I knew, well, there's my opportunity because it's, it's an excuse to get her up there. We had to go up there to get it. So it was an excuse to get her up there. And so I began to plan um, what I was going to do in order to propose. And uh, like she said, she was on my heels about it already anyway. And um, so I had, I had already purchased a ring um, quite a while before that. I was just kind of waiting for the right time. And um, that was this so was that time.
0: Let me so. insert really quickly about this ring. So I had kind of shown him what I wanted, of course. I wanted a princess-cut diamond. Um, I had found a picture of this ring that had this really pretty, like, like the main prong that held the diamond looked kind of like a flower and it had this twisted band. Anyway, um, Simeon designed my engagement ring. It is so beautiful. He designed, it's got like a tulip type head that holds the princess cut diamond. And then the, the band has this twisted design I'll post a picture on my Instagram when this episode comes out because I'm sure I'll have people asking me, oh, can I please see your ring? But anyway, so thoughtful, so sweet, so romantic. Um, I just had to interject that really quickly. So pick <laughs> so, it back
1: up. Yeah, so I, I had had that put together. I put the ring, the the diamond I bought separately with the head and then the band I bought separately and had them uh, welded together. But um, Or however, the, I don't know if welding is the right word for it. But anyway, uh, I had the ring designed. And then uh, knowing that I was going up there, I knew what the property looked like. I'd been there a million times. I grew up going there all the time um, to that property just outside of Terre Haute. And so I put together a book. And the book basically, um, I don't even remember the name of the website now that did it. It's probably somewhere in our book. But um, you could kind of use these animated, cartoonish kind of style, um, hand-drawn looking Um, things to tell a story throughout this book. And you can use it for different, different things, but I used it to kind of talk about our love story and the way we felt about one another. And then towards the end of it, I had designed in that book, the lake, the willow tree, the rock. um, And then, you know, the two of us sitting around and me proposing to her in the back of that book in kind of art style form. And um, anyway, the idea was that she would read through the book or I would read through the book out loud page by page. And then when we got to the last page, I proposed. And um, so even as we're reading the book, I think she was starting to get an idea of what was going on. But I got was... to the
0: page with the scene of where we were. And then I thought, oh, my goodness, this, this is the moment I've been waiting my whole life for. <laughs> and I got so nervous. Like, I was like, I, I don't I can't turn the next page because I'm just so nervous. But I didn't have to turn the next page because I looked up and he had gotten off the rock and got down on one knee. And he asked me to be his wife. And of course, I said yes. (laughs) And that started the beginning of our happily ever after. That was August of 2013. July 12th, 2014, we got married. And it was perfect. It was so perfect. We had such a beautiful wedding. We decided that we were not going to spend an exorbitant amount of money on our wedding that we were going to save that. And we had several family members that offered to help pay for different things in our wedding or they would just give us some money that we could use towards our honeymoon. So we decided that we were going to have a beautiful but more simple wedding and just have the best honeymoon ever. Um, but our wedding was, it was so beautiful. It was very.
1: It was very gospel centric. It
0: was. It was very sentimental, too. Um, just so many, so many sweet elements of our wedding. One thing, I got to tell this because this is so special to me. So when I was 12 years old, my dad gave me for my 12th birthday, my dad gave me a purity ring. Um, it, it's a gorgeous band. It, it's a white gold band with diamonds. I mean, top of the line. He way outdid himself, but he shared with me the importance of remaining pure and staying pure for my husband one day. And I committed to God and to my parents that I would stay pure until the day that I married. And my dad slipped that ring on my finger. And up until my wedding day, no one else had put that ring on my finger. And, um, thank the Lord just due to his goodness, he helped me remain pure for my husband. And so leading up to our wedding, we were kind of talking about, oh, I need to get a wedding band. And I told Samantha I was like, you know, I really like this band that I have. And it really meant a lot to me. It just symbolized, um, you know, just purity and remaining pure for my husband. But I thought purity goes way beyond getting married. Just because you mm-hmm. get married, you can't just check purity off the list. Right. Um, I mean, to this day, we both have to work at keeping our hearts and minds and bodies pure, even though we're a married couple. So I just, I love that idea um, that this ring didn't just symbolize a past now for me. It could also symbolize a future. So we decided that we would keep that purity ring as my wedding band. Um, I said that no one had ever put that finger or that ring on my finger other than my dad. So during the wedding, we had a part where the pastor called my dad up. He talked about my ring a little bit and my dad took the ring off of my finger and gave that ring to Simeon. And then we said our vows and Simeon put it back on my finger. And since Sim has been the only one to put it on my finger. Um, so it's just, it's very sentimental, very special. It, it just really pictures, like I said, just that purity past and present, um, for us. But it, it was just a very very special, um, unique part of our wedding that just I don't know. It it, made, it had a really special element to it. I I loved it. It was Oh, sweet.
1: And I will say this, if anybody has the idea that they might want to do this as well, make sure that you buy your child a nice-looking ring. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have happened if it was a cheap-looking ring.
0: Yeah. No, this is... Yeah, this is from Case, But, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just... It's been so sweet. And so my rings are very, very special to me. Um, there's just... There's so much behind them, and... I don't know. I I look at them and I just, I think of the love that my dad had for me. I think of the love that my husband has for me. And I also just thank God so much for his goodness and keeping me and protecting me and just guiding my life and answering my prayers and giving me, um, a godly husband. But so we were married on a very hot, very hot, very hot day in July. Um, July
1: in East Tennessee is not cool.
0: And we were married inside, we were smart enough to do that, but I wore this foot jewelry. So it was this like anklet thing that went around my toe. I mean, it was beautiful, very elegant. Um, But then we went outside to take pictures and I walked on the blacktop without shoes on and (laughs) I think I blistered both of my feet. So, you know, we have sweet memories and we have some painful ones. (laughs) But anyway, wedding was wonderful. So we're going to wrap this up talking quickly, quickly about our honeymoon and just a little bit about our marriage now. So I'm a planner. I really had like all these different ideas from our honeymoon. And then Simeon came to me and he was like, why are you even thinking about the honeymoon? That's my job. And I was like, wait, what? That's, (laughs) that's something that I'm in charge of. And he was like, no, no, I have to surprise you. Like, okay, not only did he want to plan this, he didn't want to tell me what he was planning. I had no input. I was so nervous, but I loved him, and I don't know that I would do it now. I still,
1: I still can't believe you <laughs> let me do it.
0: You know, I just I let go, and I let him, and he surprised me with two weeks in Spain. It was incredible. Oh, my goodness. We... Well, up to that
1: point, you'd never been out of the country, had you?
0: No, no. That was my first time out of the country. Oh, my. We saw the Mediterranean Ocean. We went to a bullfight, which was the wildest experience I've had. We (laughs) went to this park, this like zoo biopark that the animals were not in enclosures. Like they were just, the monkeys were swinging over your heads and the ones that were dangerous, like the rhinoceroses and the lions, there was just this deep trench around their space. So no fences. It was like you were just in the middle of the jungle. It was really cool. He took me to oceanographic, which is the largest, aquarium in all of Europe. I I love all things ocean. It was well thought out. Wonderful. We went to the Palace in Madrid. We found, okay, so of all the food in Spain, our favorite was this Italian restaurant.
1: Like across the street from where we stayed. Oh my goodness.
0: So we stayed in this Airbnb apartment like smack in the middle. This was before
1: anybody even knew what Airbnb was too. Yeah, it was
0: awesome. Like we had this little old guy that would come out and stand under our balcony window and sing his songs every night. It was just, it was so like movie perfect. Um, But we had this Italian restaurant. They made the world's best lasagna. So if you ever go to Spain, get their lasagna (laughs) <laughs> it's incredible.
1: <laughs> I the think we had, had it.
0: I think we had it like four times. But um, really interesting fact about our honeymoon. I got food poisoning mm. in the Detroit airport on our way there. So
1: got Detroit. The first
0: like five or six days of our honeymoon, I almost died. Like I was so vehemently sick. He had to take me to the hospital in Spain. Like, okay, back up. (laughs) We we get to Paris. (laughs) So we flew Knoxville to to Detroit, Detroit to Paris and Paris to Valencia in the Paris airport. I was so sick. I could not walk. So we have this French woman pushing me around in a wheelchair. That's the only way we got to our flight on time.
1: Yeah, This this African French lady, French speaking African lady pushing you through the Paris airport. We had like we had like a 45-minute layover, and there's no if, if you weren't in that wheelchair, there's no way we would have made and our flight.
0: Everything was in French. We had no idea. So, the, I mean, looking back, the Lord just—I mean, I don't know that he put me in the wheelchair, but I'm thankful <laughs> that he guided us to the right spot. Then we get to Spain. I was so sick. I, I couldn't smell food. I couldn't— I, I mean, literally, I just like groaned in agony for days. Finally, was I was terrible. so dehydrated that Simeon took me to... I
1: thought I've taken this girl across the world <laughs> to kill her.
0: He took me to the hospital, and we couldn't speak Spanish. They couldn't speak English. We managed to explain to them, like, sick needed liquids, and that's, that's what we got. And the taxi took us home, and God just worked a miracle, and healed me. And you know, it's so funny. I don't think I've ever been that sick in my life. But when I remember our honeymoon, that is like a very faint memory. We just, I'm so thankful we went for two weeks. Because had we went for one week, it would have been a really bad honeymoon.
1: <laughs> it been a waste. But
0: because we went for two weeks, that second week was everything and more than I could have ever dreamed of. It was a the last. And like I said, as I remember it, like, Oh yeah, I was sick. But I mean, we just, it, it was so much fun and, and we laugh now. Oh my word. We have so many rookie American stories. No idea what we were doing.
1: That's, oh, the, that's the fun of it.
0: Get this. So I, I, I we got to wrap this up, but, um, when I finally was better you know, I hadn't eaten in how many days? I was ravenous. Like four so days or we, we found this Burger King. We can't speak Spanish. She totally misinterprets our order. And we wind up with like.
1: But you were back at home. I went Yeah. By okay.
0: Yes, yeah. you're right. So he comes back with like four double bacon cheeseburgers, like what? Four of everything four fries, it, it, four waters. It tripled
1: one of the orders. So we had one set of what I ordered. And three of what you were. And I
0: think I ate every double cheeseburger. And I'm telling you, I have never had a Burger King burger that tasted so good. <laughs> it was like manna from heaven. So That's that, so we,
1: so,
0: <laughs> so we quickly learned uh, in sickness and in health. Um, but God's been so good. And, you know, we have had a blast ever since. Our, our marriage isn't perfect. We, we are imperfect people living together. Trying to follow the Lord. And that brings joys. That brings sorrows. God has blessed us immensely. He has given us so many things. We have also been through some deep, dark valleys that really have shaken us to our core. But through it all, I'm so thankful that I've had Simeon to lean on. It's been neat to see as... We've grown in our marriage, and I say that, and some of you might be listening, and you're like, we've been married 20 years. You all are babies. You have no idea what you're talking about. We don't. No, we don't. But I can look back and say from six years of marriage experience, I thought I loved him on July 12, 2014. I didn't even know what love was. We have grown, and it's been neat to me to see that when I am strong, he's weak, but when I am weak, he's strong, and God has just put us together as a team, I believe for a, for a very specific purpose for, he has a goal and a task that he wants us to accomplish as, as a team together. And we are about as opposite <laughs> as opposite can be. I mean, name, name it, name food, entertainment, what time we should go to bed, how we roll the toothpaste. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Nothing are we alike in? I mean, I'm struggling to think of, I don't know. I
1: mean, we've, we've grown, grown, we've grown to like certain things. Yeah.
0: We've grown to where, you know, I mean, marriage is adaptation and, you know, meeting in the middle. I can appreciate certain things. He can appreciate certain things, but we are very different, but you know, it's added a fun and unique element to our marriage. And, and like I said, God, has given us a very specific task that we feel like he is calling us to do. And as we are getting closer to that, and really as we're just journeying through life, as God has blessed us with children and we're parenting, um, it's just neat to see how we complement one another. And we are young. We are, I mean, in some ways I feel like we're still newlyweds. I feel like we just got married and, you know, here we have three kids. But, um... It, it's been a good journey. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like we're still honeymooning. I still love you. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> good. Good to hear. <laughs>
1: um,
0: any final comments?
1: Um, do you no. want to say you love me too? Yeah, I love you too. I <laughs> love yeah, that too. Um, no, I, honestly, you know, I think people think that you have to have all these things in common, um, in order to have a good relationship. And that's a misconception. It's a, it's a very large misconception.
0: Well, we do have something in common, and that's Christ, and right. that that is enough of a foundation that all the other things. I mean, yeah, they might cause some little arguments, but really, no. they they just fade away in the reality of our love for the Lord. So we'll wrap this episode up here. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. If nothing else, I hope it's entertained you. Um, we've had so much fun just sharing our story and laughing together and just remembering God's goodness and just every step of how he's brought us together and just given us, this wonderful marriage. So in the next episode, we will do um one more kind of foundational podcast just introducing you to our kids. So we'll share a little bit about our three kids, their personalities, um, just the joy that they've been in our life, and then we'll also share about what the Lord has called us to do with our lives. So I hope you joined for that next episode. Um you can like, share, and subscribe to the no higher calling podcast you can also follow me on instagram at no higher calling underscore and you can follow the blog at no higher but i look forward to joining you guys next week i hope that this episode has brought much glory to christ encouraged your heart and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that god has created you to be thanks for listening